0: Just a minute, I want to preach tonight about prayer, Amen. How many know that's important, and uh, intercessory prayer actually, and got a reason for it uh, other than the normal. But I just want to say before we get into the word that so we're so glad to have you tonight and have you at church and and glad you made it. You know, one of the things that's neat about the church growing is is even right now during the summer when attendance goes down and when lots of people are traveling and people are on vacation and are out you don't feel it as much when the church starts growing it still looks like there's a lot of people amen that's a blessing we have a lot of people every service now on vacation or gone some coming some going Um, but every one of you is important Amen. how many know that tonight every one of you is important when you're when you're not here we miss you um, when you're here, you're a blessing to us, and you're part of this team, amen, that's that's making an impact. How many believe we're making an impact? Not just in Denton, but around the world. And uh, when, you know, we just got to really be, um, what's the word I want to use, purposeful on relationships. I'm not going to preach on relationships tonight, but, you know, just lifting each other up, encouraging each other, taking time to stop and say hi to each other, to love on each other, to... Uh, tell each other that like I said that we're glad you're here and things like that because you know life is short I was just I I think about this all the time but I was just just uh, as John was mentioning anniversary of his baptism uh, one year ago today my very close uncle went into eternity went home to be with Jesus amen and uh, then my cousin passed away a week ago today very unexpectedly um, in the morning and um so we don't know when we're going to see somebody again. You know, you, we, we're all here tonight and we take for granted that we're at church and we always see each other on Sundays and Wednesdays, but nobody's promised to be here on Sunday morning. Amen? And we need to make sure that, that we leave that lasting. And You know, there's a saying, "Is nothing like a first impression. Well, what about the last impression? What's the last impression you make on a person? You know, when, when, if they've passed into eternity, you think, man, did I say hi to them? Did I did I tell them they you know they were imp- important were they special think about that and I know it's keep you busy alone just doing that but what I'm saying is as as the family of God we've got to be real and we've got to love love on each other amen we've got to lift each other up and make sure that uh, we all know that we that we care for each other amen so I want to talk tonight about prayer and intercession amen prayer and intercession now there's a difference between the two and you'll figure out what it is by the time it's over. Does anybody think you can pray too much? That'd be kind of like having too much money, right? They go hand in hand. You can't have too much money, and you can't pray too much. And prayer is actually something the Bible says we're supposed to do without ceasing. And uh, I want to talk a little more tonight, more than just prayer, on the intercession side. And we're going to look at a couple uh, key verses in here tonight. And this is something I want you to think about real, real quick, because... Sometimes when we say prayer and intercession, like automatically it's like, oh, that's not a really exciting topic. Right? That's not like, oh, cool, you know? But it is cool for this reason, especially I challenge the teenagers that are here in the front, because this is neat. With prayer, we can go places that nobody can stop us. Like we can literally go to any country in the world, any city in the world any place in the world with our prayers. Isn't that neat to think about that? That, that, that our prayers can go beyond borders, our prayers can go beyond situations, our prayers can go into prison cells, our prayers can go into hospitals, our prayers can go where nothing else can go, and so it's a powerful tool. And I want to start off by saying a good example, Just just last night. Um, uh, I was at home and I got a, a WhatsApp from uh, Pastor Don Portnova, who is our pastor in Ireland, in Dublin, Ireland. And that's a couple of years old, that work. And uh, he just hit me up and and said um, that he was asking for prayer. He said, you know, we're, we're really seeing God move, but we're also seeing a lot of attack and we're just having all these things go on and and he just, you know, by the time the conversation was over, and first and foremost, thank God for this technology. As bad as there is, a lot of bad with technology, but there's a lot of good. To be able to get a voice on my phone from the other side of the world, so clear, and to have him say, you know what, I just, I'm just, i just asking for prayer. And then I was able to immediately get off the phone, send a text to all of our intercessors. We have about 30 people. And by the way, if you ever want to be on that list and you're not on that list, if you feel like you have a call to pray for people, if you feel like you're not on that list and, and, and you have a heart to pray for people, please let me know. We will add you to that list. And when people get that list, uh, we hope that at that moment, if they're able, they stop right then and pray for that situation. And so I was able to tell him right away, hey, um, we're going to send this to 30 people right now, and, and we're going to pray for you for encouragement. And 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 so we did that. I prayed right then, and then I sent the text out. And then so this morning, when I because they're you know eight hours difference than us, when I when I got up, I had a, a a voicemail from him again on my on my WhatsApp saying, We know that the battle's not won already, but we can already feel something in the spirit, in the presence of the Lord. We can already feel like something happened. Amen. And so how neat is that to know that we can we can go around the world. And, and sometimes, how many have ever been discouraged and, and then find out later that you were discouraged but you really didn't have as much reason to be discouraged as you thought you did? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Like you were in a situation and you're like, man, it's, all hell's breaking loose and it's going really bad and this isn't going the way I want it to go. And then later down the road you realize, man, God really was moving. And here's a perfect example. He, he hit me up again this afternoon and said, uh, so again, I just got this about 5.30 our time. And he says, new couple came in. This is, so they had service tonight. Um, he's probably uh, letting me know as he's going to bed. And he says, a new couple came in tonight. Now, remember, I'm talking about Ireland. Okay, Ireland. He says, Nico and Nono. Some interesting names. Nico and Nono from Botswana came in and got saved in their service tonight in Ireland. Nico and Nono from Botswana. Isn't that amazing? And I said, I said, Pastor Pornova, how many different national? Because I've heard different national. He's been mentioning things, and so this church is only two years old. And again, this is in Ireland, not America. And I said, real quick, I said, how many countries are represented? And he here's the list of countries in Ireland in that church: South Africa, Rwanda, Ghana, Nigeria, Romania, Mauritius, England. Philippines, Botswana, USA, and Sierra Leone in our church in Ireland. Isn't that awesome? How powerful is that tonight, amen, to realize that our Victory World Outreach Church, our brothers and sisters right now across the world in Ireland have all those different countries represented. And, and when we pray, tonight we're going to spend a little bit of time to close in prayer together. When we pray, we, we're going all the way. So some of you say, man, I want to travel. I get the physical part. But we can travel in the spiritual tonight, all the way to the other side of the world. Amen. We can do something powerful around the world. On a Wednesday night service, we can travel the world. So let's look at a few verses tonight. And as we get down, we'll look at 2 Chronicles 7. Many of you will know this verse. In my opinion, this is the most powerful set of scriptures in the whole Bible about prayer. How many would how many would say tonight, let me, let me, let me ask this real quick. I'm going to give you three options, okay? Um you're, you, have a, 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 you feel like you have, I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but you feel like you have a good prayer life. Let me, let me see your hand. You feel like you have a good prayer life, okay? If, you, if we were to say 1 to 10, you, you're up there 8 to 10. You feel like no, no, no one's perfect, but you feel like it, you're strong in that area. How many would say that, that you're kind of in the middle, that you're kind of getting there, you're learning how to pray, you're learning how to, how to get a hold of God? How many would be honest and say, you know what, I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure this prayer thing out. Mom, you put your hand down. What are you talking about? See, that's humility right there. My mom raised her hand. I didn't ask how many were humble in here tonight. Hey, nobody prays more than my mom. I can promise you that right now. But anyways, that's okay. Let's see those hands again. You're kind of still learning. Now everybody's going to raise it for humility. I was, I was asked for, for your kind of honest opinion. We're all at different places. But the only bad prayer you can make is the one you don't make. That's the only way you can have a bad prayer life is if you're not doing it at all. And so right or wrong is, is not the case. It's am I participating in prayer. And, and so that's why sometimes like in a service like tonight, we're going to take the opportunity to pray. That's why we have a prayer room. Remember that we have a prayer room. And I would And I would take this moment to encourage you. We expect all of our leaders to be over there that are going to be in ministry, and that's, that's kind of like playing in a game. How many of you ever played sports? You're playing in a game, and before you play the game, you've got to stretch. You've got to warm up. You don't just get on a basketball court, football court, tennis court, anything, and just play. You're going to pull a hamstring. You're going to pull a muscle. And so our prayer room over there is a place where we warm up for the service. And if you ever wonder why we feel the presence of God in here, it's because we pray before service. So anybody that doesn't do that, you might not be on the ministry team. We still need you in the prayer room. And, and in, my, in my opinion, we, we would see revival and know we were in revival when that thing would begin to fill up over there before service. When people would just show up and there, it would be, I've said this before, would be power, so powerfully moving over there that we'd have to start service over there. There would be like a roar coming from the prayer room and everybody would be like, what's going on over there? And everybody would kind of shift over to there and maybe never even get over to the sanctuary. That's a healthy church that prays. So we give you opportunities to pray. But watch what Jesus says, or God says, sorry, in his word in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Then, here's the if. If my people. How many know God wants to do great things, but it's, it depends on us? If my people. How many are God's people? Who are called by my name will humble themselves and what? Pray. Doesn't say pray good, pray bad, pray wrong, pray right. It says Pray. Humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Now, I'm just going to throw this in for 10 seconds here. Catch it and grab it and run with it. Not, No condemnation involved. What would happen in our lives if we every day would just say, I'm going to spend five more minutes seeking God's face than I seek the face of my phone? No condemnation in that. I'm not saying that to condemn you. Just saying, what would happen if all of us would begin to say, tomorrow, I'm going to spend five minutes less on Facebook, FaceTime, Face, Snapchat, all those different things, Instagram. And I'm going to spend five more minutes seeking the face of God. Just think about that. Like, if we would just start with that little baby step. Because a lot of times, we, in, our, in our spirit, we want to go, man, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to pray for an hour. I'm not going to look at any social media. I'm not going to, you know, we start saying all these things. But do some baby steps. And, and then maybe at some point when you are looking at social media or you're watching TV or something, you just say, you know what, I'm going I'm to put this down. You know what I do a lot of times when I, when I pray at the house or I pray here at church? I leave my phone somewhere else because you're always going to get calls. You're always going to get texts. And how many know, now I have my phone's not because I was reading that thing, but how many know that we, we're, this thing's attached to us, right? Like we, we're always like, okay, I got my phone. Might not have my license, might not have my my keys, might not have anything else, but I got my phone, right? If we just begin to kind of put that down and seek his face, what would happen? Turn from their wicked ways. That's what we talked about Sunday, about holiness, right? Seeking, being holy and righteous and, and, and separate from the world. Look what he says. I will hear from heaven. That's an awesome promise. I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins and I will restore their land. Now, that's our country, that's our world, that's our family, that's our house, that's our church. I will. Now, I love this. Now, we're in the New Living Translation. I love this next part. Watch what it says. My eyes, now we're not talking about a person's eyes, we're talking about God's eyes, will be open and my ears will be attentive to every prayer. Say every prayer. He didn't say to the good prayers. He didn't say to the quality prayers. He didn't say to the, the really anointed prayers. He said to every prayer made in this place. I will open my eyes and be, my ears will be attentive. I mean, can you imagine seeing God tonight? How many like it when you're talking to somebody and they give you their total attention? Come on. How many dislike it when you're talking to somebody and they're looking at their phone, or they're looking past you, or they're doing something else. It's annoying, right? But isn't it neat when, someone, when you're talking to somebody, Oh, how about like you're talking to someone, they just, they just put their phone down, and they just scoot over, and they just you, they purposely just set their, just, just look, I'm here, t- talk to me, tell me. That's what God is saying here. I'll stop everything. Now that's crazy to think about, that God would stop everything. But how many know God's omnipresent? omniscient, and omnipowerful. So he can be everywhere. He can be, he can be with us here tonight, and he can be over in Ireland right now. And he can give us the same attention. He's not us. But when we pray and we do all that, he says, I'll be attentive, attentive, like giving you my attention to your every prayer made in this place. And then look at this last promise. This is awesome. For I have chosen this temple. How many know God has chosen this place? He's chosen every place where where his word is being preached and set it apart to be holy, a place where my name will be honored forever. I love this. And I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. Now, what am I trying to say here? What I'm trying to say is a church that prays is dear to God's heart. Right? Isn't that what we saw there? A church who prays, is watched over, a church who prays, is, has his attention, a church who prays, is dear to God's heart. How many want to be dear to God's heart? I know I do. And I know we do as a church. Let's look at one more verse. We're going to look at three altogether. This is the second one. Look at Ezekiel chapter 22. Verses 29 to 30. So we see here, this is what we want to be, right? This is, we want to be that place where, where God's ear is attentive. I mean, how awesome would it be? Shouldn't we have the faith tonight that when we pray, immediately God answers? I'm going to want to live that way, that when you pray, you're not questioning or wondering. You're expecting. Like right now, when we prayed at prayer time, we don't do that just to say we went through prayer. We do it because we're trying to teach us that prayer is a very important part of the service. And we're asking God to, 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 to remove our flesh and give us ears to hear his word. And, and then I always say this. I don't know where it came from, if I heard it or invented it myself, but I've prayed it for years that God would arrest our minds. Okay, when someone gets arrested, they're, they're, they can't do anything. They've got handcuffs behind their back. Sometimes it's shackles. They can't run. Right? I pray that you can't run tonight that you can't go anywhere, and I pray that for myself and for all of you that, that your minds would be arrested, that you'd just be set on listening to God's word so that something can come out of it, okay? And so, um, why did I say that? What did I say before that? Somebody help me. I just I went one step further than I wanted to on that. Rest our minds. Thank you. And so we pray that in the service, that, that, yeah, that we have that time in the, in the service to pray so we can get prepared for the, for the, for the word. So that's what we want. we got God to be attentive to this place. We want his eyes to be on this place. We want God to look down on not just this church, but on this church and say, that place is dear to my heart. Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas is dear to my heart because that's a church that prays. That's a church that seeks my face and is really trying to live a holy life. And so when calamity comes, we can call on his name and, and God won't be like, who are you? Right? is not that the worst thing when you call somebody or, t- or try to talk to somebody and, they, and you know them but they don't remember who you are ever happened to you Like you go, hey what's up? And they're like they don't maybe say it but they look at you like, who are you? right? We don't want God to be like that when we call on his name. We want to call on, and him oh yeah that's my that's my people right there. that's they're dear to my heart and and, and almost when I say attentive, almost to where he's just like, I'm just, I can't wait for them to say something. I can't wait for them to pray because I just want to answer right now. I want to answer. Right, you know what I'm saying? That's what we want God to have. The other side of that is this, what we don't want to have. He says the people of the land have used oppressions. They've committed robbery. They've mistreated the poor and needy. They Leave it there for a second. They've wrongfully oppressed the stranger. So what he's saying is there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of wrong. There's a lot of mistakes being made. That's, that's just a picture of the world right there. A lot of bad stuff in the world today, right? Bad. The world's bad. Lots of calamity, lots of sickness, lots of problems. So he's, he's laying out this, and, and if you went back a few verses, you'd even see more. And he's just saying, basically, things aren't good. Things aren't right. And before I keep reading, here's what we do a lot of times as people. We say, God, why is things so bad? Aren't we guilty of that? Why is our, our, our situation so bad? Why, why this and why that? And we just sit there and talk about the situation, but we don't ever pray for it. Right? Am I am I talking to real people here? That's what we do. Here's an example: If you are a couple, for example, and you see another couple, and you think and you're talking about them, you say, "Man, I, have you noticed they had some marital problems? Or have you noticed that they fight a lot? Or have you know you're talking about them? Why don't you pray for them instead of talking about them? Turn that gossip into prayer. Say, Lord." As a couple, you say, instead of saying, man, you, you see how bad they you say, Lord, we notice that, that they're going through something right now. We notice that there's some tension there. We notice that something's happening. Father, we're going to lift them up in prayer right now. I want to pray for them and, and ask you, Lord, to intervene and step in and get them back in love. You know, see the difference? That's the difference. But I, I'm just saying, as carnal people, a lot of times that's what we do. We talk about the problem. And so th- we know that the world's messed up. Okay, now watch what it says in the next verse. So God said, so I sought for a man or a woman or a person among them who would make a wall. Somebody who would stand in the gap. This is the key to the whole message. Someone who would stand in the gap. How many know when a fight breaks out, someone has to break it up? Right? If someone doesn't step in. Some, I've been that person a lot of times. I've been that person that has to step in. Been hit before. Someone has to step in to break up a fight. And a lot of times what we do is we, we think, well, somebody else will step in or somebody else will do it. And, and God's saying, I'm looking for somebody when there's problems going on in the world that will step in and stand in the gap and not just talk about the problem, but be a solution to the problem. So he says, I'm, I'm looking who, for someone who will stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land. So on behalf is going to lead us into what intercession is. Watch that I should not destroy it but I found no one. Now that's what we don't ever want us to be. Okay, I showed you the first part was, was what we want is God's ears attentive to this place. We want, we want him just waiting for us to talk to him. What we don't want is that when he needs somebody to stand in the gap and pray, that we're not that person. Where he says, I, I, I went to VWO, I, I went to my people in Denton right there and, and on, on, on this part of town, so there's a lot of churches in town. I went to 35 in Ganser. No one was standing in the gap. That's what we don't want. We don't ever want to be the church that's not willing to stand in prayer. Okay? How many with me? How many agree with me? We want to be the church that has God's attentive ear to us. So, as I begin to close, because we're going to take some time to pray here, listen to this. Here's what intercession means. We know what prayer means, prayer is just talking to God. Intercession is different. Because intercession is doing exactly what that verse said. Intercession is standing in the gap for somebody. You're praying for somebody. The the definition is this, the action of intervening on behalf of somebody else. Has anybody ever told you, I'm praying for you? There's no better words for me, personally. I can just tell you, I, there's no words I'd rather hear. I've said that a million times in this church. When I go preach places and I have people come up to me and they say, we pray for you, I just want to hug them. That's better than giving me a million dollars. We're praying for you. That's a great thing to know, that they're praying for you. And, and so we need to be praying for each other. We need to be lifting each other up and interceding for each other. So it says the action of intervening on behalf of another. And it says through the intercessions of friends. Right? Friends. We're we're all family here tonight. Now now watch this quote. This is is important. How many have ever heard the verse, love your neighbor as yourself? Intercessory prayer might as well be defined as loving our neighbor on our knees. That's how we, we we can love our neighbor by praying for them. Like, how many times have, have you, again, going back to that thing I said a minute ago, how many times have you seen a problem, maybe it's your child, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your family, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's someone in church, maybe it's a coworker. and instead of praying for them, you talk about them. Are you all with me? That, that, that Talking about them is not going to change the situation. I've even had people, not, not even in a bad way over the years, pastor so-and-so, you know, is doing this, or so and so has this problem, or so and so, you know, confided in me, and 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 they tell me the situation, and then I tell them, have you prayed for them though? Don't don't just tell me about the problem. Have you prayed for them? Should, should, wouldn't that be better if we would pray for them? What would happen if we would pray for them? Something good would happen. We would intercede. We would stand in and on their behalf. If if you've got a, a loved one who's not serving God. Talking about how lost they are is not going to change them. Let me talk to these people over here. Talking about how lost they are is not going to change them. But praying for them could change them because there's power in prayer. Prayer. Man, they're so lost. Man, they're so messed up. They're so, they're, gosh, what's wrong with them? God, I want to pray for this person. I, God, would you step in? God, would you touch them? God, would you soften their heart? God, would you turn them back to you? God, would you make a difference in their life? I'm gonna, they're not praying for themselves. They don't see their problem. How many times we say that? Why can't they just see the problem they're in? Because they can't. Because they're blinded. But you see it. But what are you doing about it? Are you talking about it, or are you standing in and saying, Lord, they don't pray right now. They don't even know they need to pray. But I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray for them that they would know who you are. Amen? Intercession is truly universal. Like you can travel. I said this in the beginning. You travel the world. No place is, is close to intercessory prayer. No continent, no nation, no city, no organization, no office, How many people, instead of talking, and this is not just this president, this is every president, how many people should stop talking about the president and start praying for the president? Can I get an amen? That's every presidency. We always talk about them, but we don't ever pray for them. You know the Bible tells us to pray for our leaders? God's like, hey, I ain't trying to hear you. Talk about them. Pray for them. If you'll pray for them, then I'll hear you. Okay? Let's close with this one. James chapter 5. James chapter 5. Many of you know these verses, but there's something really cool here. Let me give you one more quote real quick. This is really good. When we pray at the time of prayer and service and we say, how many have a need? We're always, all, all everybody's always at different places and and sometimes we have a physical need. Sometimes we have a mental need. Sometimes we have a financial need, a marital need. Sometimes we have all those needs, all at once. And what we what we can do too easily, what God doesn't want us to do, is we can focus on the difficulties. We can focus on the problem. We can focus on the situation. When we pray, watch this, when we pray, we have to focus our eyes on God and not on the problem. That That was what... What, when as I was talking to Pastor Don Portnova, that he, that was the revelation that now that he's been saved longer than I have, so I'm not teaching him anything, but that was the revelation that he had, because because as I was praying for him, I was saying, Lord, help him, and I and as I'm saying this to him, I'm speaking to myself many times over the years, saying, Lord, help him see the good things that are going on in his church and not the bad things. Like help him realize he's been blessed to have all these different countries represented in Ireland and not focus on the one or two or three people or whatever who are causing him problems or running or, 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 or doing whatever. Help them see the good. How much different would our life be if we would treat prayer like that, that we would focus on God, not the situation, right? Our eyes too many times are fixed on our situation and not on the one who can fix it. So watch what it says. Confession. We're going to read the second half. The first part's good too, but I want to see the second half. The effective, fervent prayer... Of a righteous man, avails much. How many believe that? The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Effective and fervent. If you think about those words, is how many times? How many know that we do? We we really g- give ourselves to a lot of things. Whether it's work or or relationship or games or TV or whatever. That fervency that we give is the same fervency and more that we should give to prayer. Like we should, we, and, and, and this is where we're all guilty, and this is where probably where we all feel the most, myself included, is we make prayer the last resort instead of the first. Am I talking to anybody else human in this place? And then we go pray, and God does something, and then we go, why didn't I do that in the first place? Why didn't I go to God first? He's the, he's the one that can fix my problem. Why have I gone and talked to this person? Why have I gone and tried that? Why have I gone and got, tried to get alone? Why have I tried to go and talk to this person for counseling? And, and the last thing we do is pray when it should be the first thing we do. And then when you've prayed and, and you haven't seen the breakthrough, then you can go and say, listen, this is a, this is a really strong battle I'm fighting. I've been praying and I haven't gotten breakthrough yet. Will you agree with me in prayer? And when two agree together, it's more powerful than one. But a lot of times people have come, for example, people come and ask me for prayer for them. Will you pray for me for my situation? And my question is, have you prayed for yourself for your situation? Have you prayed about it yet? Now, that, that sometimes people... Just can't, whatever. I'm not saying that, and that's why you intercede for them. Okay, I'm going to have faith for you. As a pastor, I hope I can have faith for you. When you don't have faith, I hope I can have faith for you. And I promise you there will be times you'll have faith for me. There will be times I'll call Pastor Portnova and I'll ask him for prayer. And I'll call Pastor Bland and I'll ask him for prayer. And I'll, I'll call Pastor Dustin and I'll ask him for Pastor Mar, all these different pastors. I just talked to Pastor Fuentes this week from Mexico, Pastor Safari from, from Nairobi, Pastor Dylan from Tanzania. What a blessing it is to talk to these people all around the world who can give me some, 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 uh, some counsel and some, some... I'll grab your hand, let's pray together. You have that too. You have people all around you that you can find and say, hey, give me your number. Let's call each other when we're struggling. Let's lift each other up in prayer and stop talking about the circumstance and start talking to the circumstance and let God do something supernatural. (laughs) Power in prayer and intercession. Amen? Now, here's the cool thing to end if the musicians would come. Watch this. He says, the effectual, fervent, go back for one second, effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And then look at this next. This is a cool kind of example that God just stuck in there in the word it goes all the way back to the New Testament he says and I like this how many have ever heard the, the name Elijah when you hear the name Elijah you kind of like if you're me I think he said Superman like Elijah is like a super guy he's not he's a superhero he's a Marvel comic guy in, in that day he, he's, he's he's way beyond us that's what I think right don't you I mean Elijah but well, watch what it says Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Right? He was a man with a nature like ours. Remember, remember the other day when, we, when you met uh, Raymond Felton? We were at the gym and he met Raymond Felton. He's a professional NBA player for a whole bunch of years. Got a picture with him and everything. And we were talking after, and what would you say to me? I, I, what it would be like to be famous, Right? What it feel like, how many of you ever felt that? How, what would it like to be famous? And, and you know what I told him? And I wasn't being, I was just giving him a teaching moment. I said, Yeah, that's, I understand that, the feeling to be famous. I said, Do you realize that that man puts his pants on just like we do? He, he's, no, he's no different. He has a lot more money, maybe, and all, but there's no difference. But I said, Do you know, and I, and I said this to, do you, you know, we have on our side, we know somebody. Who's the most famous person in the world? Who's Jesus? Do you realize that tonight? We know the most famous person in the universe. For, forget a basketball player. Forget a football player. Listen, I, trust me, I get it. I'm, I was your age, and, I, and, and I'm still, still a big sports fan. But the older I got, when I met people, he asked me, who have you met? I said, I've met Tony Romo. I've met Michael Irvin. Growing up, those are my... I mean, Michael Irvin was my hero growing up. And then Tony Romo, now that I, you know, when I got here to Dallas, played basketball with him. I'm in better shape than he is. I was like, got a gut, man. This, I know this is online, but Raymond Felton has a gut, don't he? We're looking at this guy like, he's a basketball player. Like, I'm in better shape than he is. Y'all with me? But Jesus is our Lord and Savior. We can go to Him at any time and pray to Jesus. We get enamored sometimes by these people and we think, oh, a famous person. And it's okay to admire somebody, but don't forget that you have access to the King. To the King of the world. Most famous person ever live, most famous person who ever will live knows how many hairs are on your head. Knows the address of your house. Knows your cell phone number. Knows more about you than anybody else in the world. And we, we want to go, you know, call somebody else to help us. And God's like, I'm right here and I got more than any of those people have. And that's what we have to remind ourselves of. We are in connection with the famous one. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The one who gives the talent to these athletes to be the athletes that they are is the one we have access to. And the one who says, I'll give my attentive ear to you if you'll confess your sins and pray and call on me. So tonight we have, watch this. Here's what intercession is to an opportunity. You know, when someone asks you to pray, you're being given an opportunity to join forces have you ever prayed for somebody like this is just a recent thing like i felt so good this morning knowing that we as a church prayed for pastor Portnova all the way over in ireland and he got a breakthrough it felt good Have you ever had someone pray for ask you to pray for him and you prayed for him and god did something i thought man that's cool I, I was a part of that we should get we should get excited about that so it's an opportunity to pray for the people of God, to stand before God on behalf of the world and speak to God. Father, tonight I pray as we close and we take a few minutes together, corporately, in unity and in prayer, that God, it doesn't matter if someone in here just got saved and they don't even know how to pray. They don't even understand the concept or you've got somebody in here that's been saved for lots and lots of years and they they have a prayer life we can join together tonight our talents and abilities and our faith and lord it doesn't matter how good or bad our prayer lives are what matters is who you are you're the one who changes things you're the great physician you're the one that can change a situation tonight you can turn things around in one second tonight in prayer tonight I ask God that you would challenge us as a body, as as a church to stand in agreement together and and, and pray for our our world not just our country, not just the nations of the world but our world God because our world needs help our world needs to know tonight that you are the answer that you are salvation that you are the peace and the way maker and the hope giver and the addiction breaker and the relationship healer you're everything that we need tonight God and everything we need tonight to see our lives changed is in this place, it's in this house there's enough faith in this place tonight to change the world and we're going to do that tonight we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to pray together for our world we're going to join forces and we're going to do what 2 Chronicles 7 says we're going to pray And humble ourselves and seek your face. Before we take a little time to pray together, and I hope that everybody would be involved tonight, how many in this place would say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I started this off by mentioning my cousin who passed away last Wednesday unexpectedly. He just died in his sleep. And I thank God that he was ready and he knew Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. But tonight, do you know him? Is he Lord? Is he Master? Is he Savior? I was talking to a, an elderly gentleman today and asked him, what do you think is going to happen after, after you die? He said, I, you know, I don't believe we really know. And I do, I do know. I just wanted to hear what he said. I respect his opinion, but I wanted him to think about his eternity because we spend a lot of time thinking about this life, but we don't spend enough time thinking about eternity. Where are we going to spend it? And I believe that I can know. I told him, I do disagree with you on that. I do believe, I do know. The Bible tells me that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets under the Father except through Him. And so tonight, if you put your faith in Jesus, you'll spend eternity with Him in heaven. He's the door, He's the way. How many would say, Pastor, pray for me tonight? I don't know Jesus. That's me quickly lift up your hand and put it back down and be honest with God I need Jesus tonight, I need salvation that's me if I died tonight I don't know where I'd go then if we're all saved in this place, we all know Jesus tonight, then now we shift and we say God use me tonight not just tonight, going forward too, but tonight we're going to take the opportunity to intercede for our world to intercede for our city to intercede for our families, to intercede for our country, to intercede for our other churches. Lots of needs, but there's also lots of power in this place tonight. Amen. Let's stand to our feet, and I want to ask tonight, obviously if you can't, that's fine, but I'd love to see all of y'all come down to this altar, and we're going to pray together. Just, Just find a place, just stay standing, kneel down, whatever you want to do, but come find a place together so we can be in unison and unity. We're going to pray I'm going to lead you, and all I want you to do is agree with me. Okay, and then we're going to sing a song, and we're going to go home. But how, how many believe after hearing this message that you have a power tonight in you? You have a power in you tonight that's, that, that goes all the way to the other side of the world. All the way to Africa, all the way to Ireland, all the way to Russia. I just talked to Pastor Poppy yesterday, too, from Russia. Isn't it amazing to be able to, to talk to someone on the other side of the world? about how the church is doing and say, I can lift you up, you can lift me up. You know, we're very blessed in our fellowship to have these many churches around the world. And many of you, we just had, remember we just had Pastor Poppy here last year. If you don't remember who he is, he's a big dude. Y'all remember? Big guy. Him and Pastor Emma that's in Canada, that's from the Congo, they were here in our church. We've been blessed to have almost all the pastors in our fellowship come through this church. And, and they're in other parts of the world doing a work besides our own spiritual sons and daughters and Ashley and Dylan that are all all the way over in Tanzania. How neat is that tonight? Like we're not just like, oh, I wonder what the prayers are like going over there. We know. And, and I believe there's probably some other churches like the Ireland church that's going through some struggles. We know that we need to pray through for the paperwork for Tanzania. We really need, we've been doing that but we don't stop till we get it. He, he did, I want to let you know, he did get his visa, thank God. He's got a two-year visa, but he still can't work yet. So it's like one process leading to another. But they went to Dar Salaam, which is the capital of Tanzania. They had to drive 10 hours. they stayed stay there for three days, cost a lot of money, and had to pay a lot of money, but they were able to get the visa as a family from being Tanzanian from his mom. But he still can't work, and he still can't, uh, function as a church legally yet so we really need to pray quickly that something would happen for that because they, they can't really function i mean having services and stuff but they can't really do what they need to do they can't even take up tithes and offerings and you know a church cannot function without finances so we need to really pray for that so let's start off praying for that and then i'll just lead, i'll just lead us in prayer you pray in the spirit if you pray in the spirit and you agree and we're just going to go around the world tonight just do a little bit of intercessory prayer amen father we come before you tonight lifting up ashley and dylan and god we ask you tonight to move powerfully in these papers and god together tonight we're a force and these teenagers and these young people and the elders and the elders and the leaders and the ministry team tonight we come before you with the faith That you're going to go and you're going to touch that paperwork in Tanzania tonight, God. And you're going to touch the right person's heart that's going to put that into action, Father. Because we really need this paperwork, Father, so that they can function as a church. And God, we ask you to push it through right now. We're standing on the behalf of our church brothers and sisters in Arusha tonight, God. And we're asking you to move. We're asking you to do something supernatural. We're asking you to do the impossible. We're asking you to, to, to take that paper that might be in a stack of papers and pull it out and stick it right in front of the person that needs to see it. And that file in the computer that need, that's been lost needs to go right to the front of the screen, Father, today. Even now, Father, as it's, as it's morning time in Arusha right now, I pray for tomorrow, Thursday, to be the day that they get the paperwork so they can function. I pray for income. I pray for a job. I pray for a work visa for, for M. this tonight, God, that you'd allow him to work. Father, that, that, so they can function as a family, Lord. We thank you for the, for the anointing to be upon them as they continue to grow that church tonight. Lord, we break every chain of obstacle. And we bind and rebuke those spirits of darkness who are holding back and hindering the work from going forward in Arusha tonight, Jesus. Father, we lift up our churches in Nairobi, in Kenya tonight, and we ask you to move. Father, what a neat thing to be able to travel right now in the spirit from Arusha to Nairobi to go to a whole different country, God. And pray for our churches, Lord, in that place. Pastor Safaris, he leads those churches, God. Give him favor. Give him finances. Give him faith, God. Give him boldness, God. Touch his family. Lord, anoint him. He just lost his father, Father. He just lost his dad just this last week, Father. And I ask you just to give him peace as he buried his father, who who showed him the gospel and raised him up in the gospel as a pastor, Lord. Give him peace tonight. Lord, we pray and we intercede. See, as we're praying, church, and as I'm praying, as the Holy Spirit brings things to your mind, pray for it. Amen. As I'm praying for these things, maybe the Holy Spirit will show you something and he'll put a name in front of you, put a person in front of you, and you can pray for that person tonight. You can lift up that situation tonight as we pray. The Spirit will lead you tonight. God, we lift up our churches in Congo. As I talked to Pastor Ben Musa today, and Lord, and I asked him how they were doing, and the church is preparing for the conference next month. We lift up the conference in, in Congo tonight, God, that there would be an outpouring of your presence next month in August in that conference. And that, Lord, men would rise up out of that place and couples would rise up and there would be new churches started, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, new churches would come out of the Congo, Father, out of Kinshasa tonight and go to other parts of the country of Congo. And lives would be changed. Father, we lift up again tonight our church in. Ireland. We lift up God, Pastor Port Nova and Loretta. We lift up Kate and Camille, which are in Northern Ireland, God. We pray for the work of God to move in that place. Tonight we lift up our churches in England tonight, God. All of our works that are starting, Lord, that you would touch Pavel, Father, and those pastors tonight in that place, those wives, those families, that you'd give them finances, that you'd give them open doors tonight, God. Lord, we lift up tonight Czech Czech Republic and Slovakia, God, we pray for our churches in those countries that you'd move powerfully and anoint those places tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we lift up Russia tonight and Moscow. We lift up, God, uh, uh, Pastor Poppy, Father, and his wife tonight and their family, Lord. We ask that you touch Julia and their boys. And their girl, God, that you'd move in their family tonight, that you'd give them favor. What a difficult place to have to preach the gospel. We stand in the gap for them tonight and pray that you'd do something powerful, God, in Moscow, Russia, Father. Lord, we lift up tonight uh, our churches in Costa Rica, Lord. Father, the churches that we were blessed to plant, Lord, we pray for Pastor Miguel and his wife, Noemi, tonight, God. In Los Cuadros, God, we pray for favor over them and protection over them, God. Lord, as they're building a new building and working on the building they have, Father, give them favor tonight. Lord, lift up Pastor Carlos and Gloria in Pavas tonight, God. Lord, as they're having church right now, Father, pour out your spirit on them right now. Is there an hour or two before us? Lord, as they start their praise and worship, give them a special touch tonight. Let them know that Denton, Texas is praying for them tonight, God. Father, we lift up Mexico as I talked to Pastor Fuentes today. And, Lord, they're doing good and they're fighting the fight. And they're getting ready for their conference, Father. We ask you to move and provide finances. We ask you to provide a leadership and start new churches in that place, God. We pray for open doors in Mexico City, in Oaxaca, Father. And, Lord, in in, in uh all the cities around there in Puebla, Lord God, we pray for the cities that are opening up, Lord Jesus, the new works. Lord, we ask you to move supernaturally tonight in El Salvador, God, with Pastor William and Rebecca, Father, in that new work, that you'd move supernaturally in that place tonight, God. Lord, we thank you tonight for moving in Canada in Toronto and Pastor Emma and his family's lives. God give them revival tonight in the name of Jesus. Give them revival tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, as we come home, Lord, to the United States, we pray for all of our churches, God. We pray for Carrollton tonight, God. We pray for Dwayne and Myra right now. We lift them up. Just begin to pray right now for Dwayne and Myra and Carrollton. Just begin to lift up that church as they're in service right now. As we've been praying for breakthrough for their finances, God, we ask you to bring in souls to that place. We ask you to raise up a team of ministers. We ask you to raise up intercessors in that place. God, just do a work tonight. Go and visit them tonight, Father, as we stand in the gap for them. In Jesus' name, we lift up Pastor Kirk and Vanya, God, and the work that you're starting in Keller tonight, God. We pray, Lord, that you'd give them a city, a souls, a people. Father we pray for Joe and Brenda God to have favor over there as they help them. We pray for finances we pray for people who are looking for hope and, and then run into them at the supermarket, at the restaurant, at the bank God raise up a people in that city tonight in Jesus name. Father we pray for our home church. We pray for the construction and the new building the sanctuary that they're working on that you'd bring in all the finances that they need tonight God to do that work tonight. Father we pray for Colorado Springs. We pray for Cortez. We pray for Denver, Father. We pray for Brighton, God. Lord, we pray for Pastor A, Pastor Solomon. God, we pray for Pastor Marshall. Lord, we lift up Pastor Tyler tonight, God. Lord, Pastor Allen, Pastor Jones, Pastor Paul. God, we lift up Pastor Bland, Pastor Mike, Pastor Leonard Levis. Lord, all the works tonight, Jesus. Uh, Pastor Billy up in Idaho. Father, touch him tonight, God. Pastor Manny in Cheyenne. Lord, we lift them up tonight. And we, we go before your throne for them tonight in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask you to touch our world. We ask you to change this world. Everybody's talking about how bad it is. But tonight we believe you're doing something in the spiritual realm. And you're causing people to turn their hearts to you. Church, would you pray with me tonight that people would start turning their hearts to God. That they would start turning away from depression. And away from demonic activity. And away from violence. And away from drug addiction. And away from atheism. And away from religion. And start turning their hearts to Jesus. Lord, that Muslims and Buddhists and and every religion around the world would see a crucified Jesus and a resurrected Jesus tonight. And they would call on the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus tonight. Lord, move tonight in our world. And God, as we finish up tonight, I pray that this would spark something inside of us that would cause us as believers to understand that we have a power in prayer that we can stand in the gap tonight, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name, Father. We bless your name tonight, Jesus. We worship your name. Hallelujah, Father, we thank you. As we begin to close, we're going to close with this song, and we're just going to thank God tonight, and we're just going to worship Him tonight. But right before we do, we're going to intercede for a moment in the Spirit. That means if you pray in the Spirit, I want you to begin to pray in the Spirit and pray without thinking right now. I want you to begin to pray in in, in your tongue that God has given you. If you don't pray in tongues and you haven't been baptized in the Spirit yet, just pray in your English language. But let's begin to intercede. Let's begin to lift our voices. Oh, let's begin to call on God tonight to step in and do something that only He can do tonight. Yeah. as you're praying God's doing something church don't think that you're just wasting saliva don't think that you're just wasting air you're praying and you're doing something something's happening in the spiritual realm right now physical bodies are being healed we pray for Jesse Lemon's back right now God we pray for Bethany's body right now Father we pray for Destiny's body right now in Jesus name Lord you know if anybody else in here is facing some kind of physical ailment right now in the name of Jesus we pray for healing virtue right now to flow through their bodies by your stripes we are healed tonight in Jesus name hallelujah father thank you lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus just a a few more moments Just, just seek him tonight thing that God can lead us in the spirit and we can pray in a way that our minds don't even understand but God is interceding through us and we're standing in the gap for those people around the world tonight now as we close pray for your family members Pray for your family members that need to know Jesus. Pray for your brothers, your sisters, your mom, your dad, your cousins that don't know Jesus tonight. And say, God, get a hold of their hearts so that they would know Jesus tonight. And maybe they know Jesus, but they've been running from Him. God, let get their mind right tonight. I ask you to touch them now, Jesus. Reach out to them now. God, we pray for the backslider in our church, Father. Anybody who's gone out and backslidden, anybody who's gone out tonight and they're cold, in their spirit, in their cold, in their heart tonight. Let their heart be turned back to their first love tonight in Jesus' name. Let a fire burn inside of us tonight, Jesus. Let a fire burn inside of them tonight, God, to know you and to call on your name again, Jesus. just begin to thank Him tonight. Now we end the prayer by thanking Him and been saying it's done in the name of Jesus. Everything we've asked is done. The Lord's ears and eyes are attentive to this place. And this place is dear to His heart tonight. It's a special place. Yes, Jesus. Oh, we thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord. We bless Your name. We bless your name. Church, I'm telling you, something's happened tonight. Something's turned tonight. Something's changed tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus, we bless your name. We Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, sing it out with me tonight. Hallelujah. Sing your rain.